welcome back to Show Talk, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. And we are back with another episode of The Passage, episode eight, You Are Not That Girl Anymore. And wow, I made it. I told you today was going to be a rapid fire release to lead us up to this week's episode. And we're here. We are at episode eight, right before tonight's season finale. And it is a close one. It is a close one. So right when you're done listening to this episode and everything that just went down, I want you to run to your TVs and turn on tonight's season finale. It is a two hour special and I will be right there with you live tweeting the amazingness that has been this season. And although I'm sad to say goodbye, I can't wait to see the showdown that is about to go down, especially after what happened. Were were you watching episode eight? Were, Were you there? Because I was angry. I was grossed out. I was saddened. The emotions. There were so many emotions. I thought last week was bad. I thought the week before that was bad. But this week, there's just, ugh. It's a page turner. I can understand why this book got turned into a show, honestly, because I'm turning pages and I'm feeling all the things, okay? And I'm invested in these characters, but I'm rambling. So let's get into a quick recap of what happened in episode seven, and then we'll move on from there, like always. Last time on The Passage, many of us were jerked around in our emotions and everything that was going on with the groups that we have fallen so dearly for. We got to see what happened in Brad and Lila's past and the death of their daughter. We got to see the past of Amy and the last moments with her mother. We got to see the love that Jonas has for her Elizabeth in her last moments. It was just tears all around. And And every moment was growth for a character and for us as well, because we learned that we needed to let go of grief in order to move on and be stronger for the future. And this is a strength that Brad, Amy, Lila, and the group as a whole is going to need to gain in order to fight Fanning and his plans for the rest of the world. In Brad's flashbacks, we saw how his daughter died and how he blamed himself for the reason she died and the actions that followed. His grief led him to murdering someone in cold blood, and that made him feel like a monster, someone that he couldn't believe could love Lila to the degree that she wanted, someone who he didn't think was worthy of goodness in his life until he found Amy. Amy to him seems like a second chance, a chance to do it right, to protect her in a way that he couldn't protect Eva and to finally get that daughter back that he lost. Amy left by herself at Project Noah while Brad and Lila are being kidnapped is left to fend for herself and turns to Carter as a way to prepare herself for what's to come, specifically with Fanning. Carter knows that Fanning is going to use Amy's greatest weaknesses against her in order to get her to come to his side. It's easy as a child to think that The last words being, I hate you, to your own mother, and then turning around and seeing that they're gone, the next, is your fault. And 
This is a very strong moment you see in the show for Amy. You get to see her past and how that's affected her. And as she's getting stronger and possibly infected with this virus, she's turning into the monster that she fears herself to be. The first death being with her mother and then with stopping Winston and who knows how long she's able to shoulder this pain. She has Carter, she has Brad, but it's a very delicate situation that she's in and it lets you understand a little bit more why she turns to this image of her mother as a way to gain her forgiveness but also gain some some safety and some protection that she hasn't felt in Project Noah or ever since she got kidnapped in general. And as she turns towards her mother or her version of her mother, we don't really know what side of her we're going to see when she gets out. Beyond the flashbacks and beyond Project Noah, we see the struggles that Jonas begins to face as he sees Elizabeth's continued deterioration. Fanning on one side is waiting for Elizabeth to finally choose him, to agree to be his number 12 and start this new life that he's been promoting to her since the beginning, where Jonas is just holding on to a hope that he might be able to find a cure for her once and for all. But we know that it's going to be too late because Elizabeth is declining fast and she decides to take matters into her own hands and choose her husband. And that results in her death. I give so much props to Elizabeth for standing strong at the very end and still choosing to keep her humanity instead of holding on to this cure that she's had. But she's lost her mind in once along with her body and she wasn't happy. She wasn't going to do it again for a man who was a mistake of her past, no matter how much he loved her. But all that means for us and for Project Noah as a whole is that Fanning is going to be angry and he's going to be mourning his own loss at Elizabeth, but he's also going to still need his number 12, which means he's going to be turning his sights towards Amy. And that's where we start off with episode eight. Tim's plans in motion to finally get this revolution and this revenge that he's been seeking against Jonas, Project Noah, and starting his own world. A new and better world. Now there was a moment in episode eight where I forgot the drama that was Shauna, Sykes, and Clark and their whole love triangle, but it's brought back to our attention as we continue to see the flashbacks between Shauna and Clark. They were once again on their love story, their Romeo and zombie Juliet love story and how she is looking to get him to finally join her to leave with her when things finally hit the fan and he refuses because he knows that his place is with Brad and the rest of Project Noah in protecting the rest of the world against the virals and he continues to tell her this over and over and over again and at this point it might be too late for him to agree even if he does change his mind because when I say everything has become a mess it's it's so sticky and messy that I don't even know if we can fix it. Last time we saw Amy, she was 
with her mother and in a tranquilized state. But of course, that led us to believe that she is going towards the transition stage into one of the virals. Gilder, looking to protect his hide once again, decides that the best course of action is to send Amy down to 4B. Now, Sykes goes crazy at the idea of this because Amy is still a child and basically we are imprisoning her with a bunch of virals that are to some degree and literally serial killers, rapists, and murderers. And so she is fighting to the very end to defend Amy. But it might be too late because Gilder is now in charge and has revoked all of Sykes' clearances. So without being able to actively go throughout the facility and work on finding a cure, we might not be able to help Amy the way we need to. Now, where Gilder is refusing to listen to anyone from Project Noah, Sykes, Clark, and the like, he is willing to put his whole heart and soul into Martinez, one of the new security of defense officials, to change everything up in order to protect his name and what is left of their experiments before they go and terminate all of the subjects, including Amy. However, however, Martinez is not who we thought he was. He is, by all intents purposes, number two, our second viral brought into Project Noah. Now, my mind was blown because I totally forgot. I totally forgot that we had other virals within Project Noah. Now, I know Tim was talking about how he needs 12. He needs 12 to gain that power, to to be able to take over Project Noah once and for all. But have we seen them? No. We've seen Tim. We've seen Babcock. We've seen Wilson. Three. We've seen three people out of the 12, which led us to actually believe that Martinez was a real person leading Gilder to the right direction in his conquest to destroy Project Noah and all that it's created. However, we've been eating out of the palm of his hand the entire time because now not only does nobody have access, oh no, we've put access in the hands of Gray, someone who's been continuously manipulated by Tim since episode one. Now, here was the moment where things got a little graphic to the point where I couldn't even look at my TV screen. I was cringing so hard because Clark, realizing who Martinez is and what Gray can do, goes and puts Gray under watch and uses him to finally get clearance where he needs to be. However, Gray escapes by practically mauling his hands in order to do Tim's bidding. Now, I don't understand how these virals work. I get that they can talk to you, that they can put things in your head to make you believe them and do their bidding. Hell, look at Paulson and what happened to him. He thought he was going to escape free and had his own little honeymoon with Wilson set and ready. Of course, that didn't happen, but it didn't look like Paulson didn't have his own free will. Like, 
what he was doing, he was doing because he believed was the only option. And I guess that's where Gray is at at the moment. He thinks that what Tim is saying is correct and that there's nothing that can stop Tim and he might as well continue on doing what has been asked of him. Now, now, I've missed Gray in the last couple of episodes. We haven't seen him in forever. And although everything that's happened this episode, I still think he's like a cute little, I like him. He's like a cute softy. You know, he stood up for Babcock when she was being bullied by her watch. But this, this, I don't know if I can forgive this. He says that he, he can't stop himself, that this is his only option is to agree and do what Tim asks of him. But everyone has a chance, has a has a will to do and to stop things and what is right. And of course, what is right is not to let the virals go and kill us all. Does he really think he's going to be free of everything that is Tim? No, he's going to be the next bloody juice box that Tim's going to be sucking on for the rest of the season. And it's all going to be his fault. And man... I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do because while all this is happening, we're watching Amy and her fight against him by herself, mentally, because as she's hidden herself within this little escape with her mother, Tim is right there in her ear saying exactly what we knew he would. Where he can't play on her fears anymore, he pushes with his need for family and how he can offer that for her, how he can offer the power for her, how he can make her understand how strong she is. Something that she's been told by people who've loved her in her life, that she can be strong, that she can be powerful, and he's saying the exact same things, so why can't she believe him as well? And there's a point in this episode where we think she might actually choose the virals over Brad and the rest of Project Noah because she's over here riding her bicycle, they're chit-chatting along, and A plus to Tim and his manipulative predator ways. Because as I'm listening to everything that he's feeding Amy and how he's going to be there for her and how this is her choice and how she's going to change the world as we knew it, I'm over here believing him too. And as an 11 or so year old girl, like, wow, hide your kids, hide your wives because Tim Fanning plays no games. Now this fight, this fight that they're having might actually be coming to a close once and for all because Amy's body is deteriorating and it's deteriorating fast. And although Sykes has finally found the cure in what could cure her from fanning altogether, she is stopped by Gray at the last moment and is left to Amy to decide what to do. We see her decision happen in the form of a tunnel. Fanning lets us know that if we escape to the other side, we will be a viral. That's that's all the options we have. We can either be a viral and be with him and be strong, or if we stop, if we stay and be stuck in the tunnel and accept that we're not going to join him, we'll die. Those are the only two options. And as we see Amy run off into this tunnel and make her decision, 
you can just hear me screaming, don't go into the light. Because Amy is stronger than what we've seen and what Tim thinks of her. And as she takes a moment and says that she's not going to panic and she's going to believe in herself and everything that her loved ones have told her since episode one, I've never been prouder in seeing her turn herself around and race out of this tunnel and away from Fanning and his ways and his methods. But what does that mean? What does that mean that Fanning doesn't have Amy? It means that he doesn't have his 12th, which means he's not as strong as we think he is. Now, although the virals are free, thanks to Gray, we don't know if they're up to the level that they think they are, we still have a chance in defeating them. And as we see a flash of gold within Amy's eyes in the last few minutes of the episode, we might think that Amy is that key to stopping them once and for all. Again, no pressure, but she might still be stronger. Who knows what that decision she made gave her, if it's a power boost or whatever, to defeat Fanning from whatever he has planned. Now, are we going to escape 4B before we get mauled by a vampire? That we're going to have to see in episode 9 and 10 in this two-hour special finale that I am so excited to watch tonight, and I hope you guys are too. I will be live tweeting the entire two hours, and I hope you guys will too. I will be liking tweets, retweeting tweets, and the entire shebang. What do you guys think is going to happen? Is Amy stronger than Tim? Is Tim going to win? Are we going to lose a lot of casualties? Because the virals are out. We have 11 plus virals on the loose now, including Gray and his crazy mess. So do we have a fighting chance? Are we going to be losing someone? Will we lose Lila, Sykes, Clark now that he's decided he doesn't want to be with Shauna? I mean, Shauna already has her sight on Sykes, so who knows what's going to happen to her? Luckily, we have Lacey coming in from the way south on our rescue to who knows what, so can't wait to see her again because we haven't seen her in so long. And so our knight in shining armor might be coming soon and it might be a game changer for all we know for this season finale. So, but with everything, with all the questions I have on what could possibly be the season finale of what's going to happen next, I will say that my key scene this episode was watching Brad and Amy interact in their last moments where Brad is telling Amy that he loves her and it's okay for her to break her promise and let her go. And oh man, this season is going to be so good when it ends and I can't wait to get a second season and if we don't get a second season I expect all of us virals or not to be uproaring on their behalf stay clear we'll see what happens I will be right here with you but as always thanks for listening and keep on talking